welcome to the Inspiring Heights podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Kaiser, and I am delighted that you are here with us today. Our mission here at Inspiring Heights is to inspire you, our friends, to grow closer in your relationship with Jesus and to live inspired in your day-to-day life. We talk about all things faith, rhythmic living, and homemaking. Listen, we know you have a zillion podcasts that you could listen to, and we are honored that you chose to sit here with us today. With that, let's get right to it. We all like to talk about the things that we've mastered or that we would consider to be our superpower, right? It's easy to talk about those things because we can give what we would consider to be good advice, tips, and tricks. But talking about the things that we're still learning about, that we're still walking through the trenches in, we still haven't mastered, or sometimes we're just straight up really bad at, (laughs) that's harder and it's less enjoyable and much more vulnerable. And as I was considering the topic for today's podcast, I just couldn't shake the conversation of saying no, taking it one step further, saying no without apologizing. For my friends who have spent much time with me at all, they know that sorry is one of my favorite words. (laughs) I apologize for everything. And it's this kind of quirky, like annoying habit that I've had for as long as I can remember, honestly. And I've had seasons and friends who have called it out in me and encouraged me to stop apologizing for everything. And then I've had seasons where I've embraced it and I've considered it a nice gesture, sweet and kind But I was recently listening to a webinar where the host was talking about planning. Y'all know, that's my favorite thing to learn about. And one of the things that she said was, if someone asks you if you can get coffee this week and the answer is no, I can't this week, or no, I can't in this season, it is okay to just say no. No is a complete sentence. And it's not a sin to have other commitments that require you to say no. And no apology is needed. And I haven't been able to shake that thought since I've heard it. So today we're going to talk about something that I am right smack dab in the middle of learning and wrestling with. I am definitely not a master, but rather in the trenches of learning. The art of not apologizing when it isn't warranted. I believe to change behavior, we first have to evaluate why we do it in the first place. Why do we apologize when the answer is no? On the show a few weeks ago, we talked about being in peak seasons where our schedules are really full. And have you ever found yourself in one of those seasons and someone's like, hey, hey, let's hang out. And you're like, oh, I love you. And no. (laughs) I am barely keeping my head above water right now. I cannot add one more thing. So when we say no, we also then feel this really strong need to say, I am so sorry. I can't this week. Life is just, it's just a little crazy right now. So why do we start with, I'm so sorry? Here's my thoughts. First, we don't like to disappoint people. So we feel an actual need to say, I'm sorry. Second, we feel like maybe our capacity isn't where it quote should be. We should be able to do more. And the fact that we can't means that we're somehow failing. And third, here's my favorite thing. The one I wrestle with maybe the deepest. 
Accommodating other people's desires can sometimes feel much more important than accommodating my own needs. So when I say no, I feel selfish. Okay, well, that basically means it's an easy fix, right? Uh, Let's spend some time unpacking. Okay, disappointing other people stinks for sure. But here's the thing. When we commit to a job, a spouse, our kids, our church, our friends, our neighbors, whatever God has called us to, we don't go around checking with everyone in our circle at large to be like, um, yeah, excuse me. Yes. Hi. I was wondering, is it going to interfere with anything you might possibly want from me if I do X, Y, and Z? Why not? Because it's ridiculous. It's laughable. It's impossible and impractical. And it literally makes zero sense. Of course we don't do that. But saying sorry is basically like saying, I'm sorry I didn't clear my schedule with you first. When I think about it in that way, I for sure have paused to go, right, yes, I don't clear my schedule with anyone other than Ben, which is normal and healthy. (laughs) I really don't need to apologize for not doing so when someone else's request does not fit into my schedule. The feeling of needing to be able to do more. This is a toughie, right? I have struggled with this a lot, especially in like the last year or so. It can become really easy to start playing the comparison game here. We can look around at people who seem to have this never-ending battery in the capacity that we long for. And if we just worked a little harder, we could do more. Except you and I both know that that isn't true. The harder we go, the less capacity we actually have, and the more glass balls that we've committed to keeping in the air, they start to fall and break. Think about your best friend. Think about a season of life that has them going really hard and really fast. Would you ever say to them, you know what, you should probably increase your capacity for spending more time with me. I get that you're starting your own business, trying to get a ministry off the ground, serving at your church, raising your babies, loving your husband, but girl, seriously, I'm your best friend and I need your attention. Most of us would never say that, would we? No, because again, it's way out of line. It's way out of line. So why then do we feel the need to hold ourselves to that very same standard? That's what we're doing when we say, I'm sorry, I I can't. And then the hardest of these for me, I need to put other people's desires before my own needs. This one is tough because as a Christian, I am commanded to love my neighbor as myself. So does that mean that I need to always be willing to drop my commitments to be available for other people? I have two thoughts on this. First, Jesus went away to rest during his ministry on earth, even though there were lots of people that he could have continued to heal, to teach, to lead. And why? Because he was God in human form and humans need rest. And God knew that when he created the world. By the seventh day, God completed his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Genesis 2-2. God didn't need rest, but he knew that we would. So when we feel the need to apologize for needing space and time to rest, remember that God never intended for us to live our life without rest. 
And also he created us all so uniquely. Some of us find rest in being with others and other of us find great rest in solitude. I am asking God to continue to remind me of these truths when I feel guilty for saying no, because I need rest. My second thought on this, God gives us people in our lives whom we love deeply and we need to care for. Our spouse, our kids, our close inner circle. We also have the responsibilities of work and church and neighbors. In this, I believe so long as our priorities are in line with God's calling on our lives, we do not need to live reprimanding ourselves for not having more than 24 hours in a day to meet other people's expectations of our lives. Before I go too much further, I just want to add a little caveat to all of the above. I am not speaking about breaking our word or not following through on our commitments or not serving others. We need to be aware of the things that we say yes to. We need to hold our schedules open-handed, right? They're God's too. They're God's to form and shape. They're not ours. And I deeply desire to be a person who is good for my word and someone who doesn't blindly apologize when the answer is no. Okay, so if we understand why we do it, we really want to understand why we don't want to keep doing it. Here's my perspective. Drowning in feelings of inadequacy or fear of disappointing others drives us headfirst into a chaotic and busy life. It's that simple. What would happen if we let the truth seep into the cracks of our inadequacies when it comes to our schedules? And we choose to live in freedom, aligning our lives and our schedules with what God is asking of us instead of what the world is. I think we would get a taste for quiet and peaceable lives, as Paul instructs us in 1 Thessalonians. I don't like to ask why if I don't finish my thoughts off with how. How do we start or continue to lean into the freedom to say no without carrying a burden of guilt? I've mentioned a few times throughout the show, but this is an area of life where I am continuously talking to God and asking questions and asking for clarity and direction. Prayer is a really great place to start here. Communicating what we're learning about saying no unapologetically with our people is really helpful. Start with your very, very inner circle, your spouse, your best friends, your family, and give them permission to speak into your life when they notice that you're offering up apologies for scheduling conflicts. This can be a great dose of accountability if we posture our hearts to receive their feedback with grace. And then practice makes perfect. Think about an area or thing that you're constantly struggling to keep from apologizing for when you say no to it. And then practice your no to yourself. I know this sounds super funny, but sometimes we just need to work through the words in order to be able to get them out. If we get comfortable with the words and our tone, we can position ourselves to respond the way that we really want to when our answer is no. Friends, saying no can come so hard for some of us, but it doesn't need to. Let's be an example to those around us that we can say no without having to use the word Sorry. I want to take just a second to tell you what's been encouraging me this week. I mentioned earlier that I recently listened to a planning webinar. 
Uh, Jess Conley, you've heard me talk about her. She did a three-part life planning series on her podcast, Go and Tell Gals, which if you haven't, it's a great dose of encouragement. I would I would totally point you that way. Uh, and at the end of her series, she did a life planning webinar. I love to plan and I find deep enjoyment in it, like the entire process, the thinking through it, the writing in the planner, the stickers, the color-coded pens, reviewing it, all of the things. But sometimes even in loving something, we need a little boost of inspiration. And these life planning episodes have done just that. They've given me some inspiration for planning this season at hand. I would encourage you to stop and consider what's been inspiring you this week. Friends, thank you so much for listening in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you're so inclined, we would love for you to leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps potential new listeners to get a feel for the show before they even hit play. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Inspiring Heights. If you haven't already, you can sign up for our newsletter, Inspiration from the Moment, by visiting our website, inspiringheights.org, and hovering over the contact us link. If you have friends that aren't yet subscribers, please share the podcast with them if you think it's something that would be helpful and inspiring to them. Okay, friends, until next time, take a deep breath and be inspired where your feet are. Bye for now.